We have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We got our way to win. It's simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one into Murray. Here we go. Ten seconds. Murray to Jokic. Jokic. What's up, everybody? It's your host, Jenna Garcia, back with another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast. And to be honest with y'all, I really didn't want to record this episode. You know, I told you all about how I went to the All-Star Weekend and in Utah, and I had a great time as a media member. I, I mentioned I wouldn't go if I was a fan. It just didn't seem like worth the money to be in the room for those events, but... um. While I was in Utah, I spent a lot of time defending the Nuggets. I spent a lot of time explaining to people why I thought that the Nuggets could win a championship this season, why I thought that the Nuggets deserve a little bit more credit, and, you know, come back from the break, and the Nuggets drop a game, just one, right, to the Grizzlies, but they get a couple of other really good wins. And it's just never enough. It's never enough for the national media. It's never enough for the Lakers fans. It's never enough for, like, LeBron people or the people who are just obsessed with rings and wins. It's never enough. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting to have this argument with people. It's exhausting to defend the Nuggets. It's exhausting to... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Like, explain to people that the Lakers aren't even in the playoffs, but they believe, they wholeheartedly believe the Lakers are going to win a championship this year. And I kind of feel like I'm to the point where, like, I don't want to have this conversation anymore. I don't want to continue to defend the Nuggets. And what's ridiculous is, of course, like, as a Nuggets fan, you know and you've experienced nug life you know like we've the nuggets have never won a championship so of course there's doubt in nuggets fans minds as well of and i don't think that that's like i don't know i don't think that that says less about the fa- the fans or about this team more than it just says like history has told us that we've never had a team maybe once uh in those mellow years once or twice we had teams that we thought maybe those teams could get to the to the finals and actually win um but you know it's been a long time since Melo was in Denver and we've experienced a lot of loss so it's just like constantly being 
told that we don't deserve to think that the team is going to win or it could potentially win because uh, they've never done it before. And regular season numbers never translate, which is such a lie. We're going to get into the whole regular season numbers don't translate into the postseason um, and what that looks like and uh, the analytics versus eye test conversation. You know, it's just really, really disheartening to turn on NBA Today and watch the entire panel of NBA analysts, some of which I respect, some of which I don't, raise their hand and say they think the Lakers would beat the Nuggets in a first-round series. If the Lakers are in a first-round series, it's because they've won two play-in games and they or at least one play-in game, right? Probably one play-in game because they probably lose the second one to become the eighth seed. If they win two play-in games, then they're the seventh seed and the Nuggets aren't seeing them in the first round. But it just, like is exhausting to constantly be told that we're crazy, that we shouldn't think that this team could potentially win. When regular season numbers actually do translate, when you look historically um, to the past, you can see that who ends up winning the championship are, are top five teams. The only time a fifth seed uh, has made it to the NBA Finals in the last few years was the Miami Heat in the bubble against the Lakers, who were the number one seed when they made it to the Finals. It's typical that teams who are fifth through eighth seed end up getting bounced in the first round. That is historically consistent across years. Fifth seed through fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth seeds all get bounced in the first round, typically. You know, you have a couple of fifth seeds who will make it only in the Eastern Conference because it's a weaker conference, let's be honest. The Hawks were a fifth seed, and they made it to the conference finals um, and against Milwaukee, I believe. And then you have the Heat, who made it to the finals, and they were a fifth seed. But fifth seed from the East. West, in the West, you are going to have to be a top one, two, three, four seed if you want to make it to the finals in the West. And that is consistent across years. So you're telling me, Lakers fans, you're telling me, NBA Today analysts, that for the first time ever, it not, okay, for the first time in the last 10 years, a 10th seed, a 9th seed, or an 8th seed is going to actually make it to the finals, is going to beat a first round, a beat a number one seed in the first round, that just doesn't happen. It's historically inconsistent with history. And here's where the analytics conversation and the eye test kind of come in. Analytics run the game of basketball right now. They run every single sport right now. Baseball, basketball. And I get why people who actually hoop don't necessarily like analytics. Because usually analytics will either will confirm an eye test, should confirm an eye test. And the people who don't like analytics are typically players, former athletes, whose analytics did not confirm the eye test, right? They might have looked like a great player, but when you look at their numbers, they're not efficient or they're not as good on defense. Their net rating isn't as productive. And of course, those are the players who are going to dislike analytics. And 
I think people have a misconception of the way that analytics are used. And there are uh, that's because there are people out on Twitter who use analytics in the wrong way. They just look at the numbers and they aren't watching games. They just look at the numbers and they're throwing numbers out there and standings out there and rankings within the 30 teams and they're not actually watching games. If you're just looking at numbers and you're not watching games, you're not including the eye test in your analysis of basketball, you're probably not going to really know basketball. The numbers should only confirm your eye test. What you see on the court should be confirmed by the numbers if you really know basketball. J.J. Redick said it on his, uh, I think he was on ESPN today or something. I only saw the clip on TikTok or, I don't remember if I saw it on TikTok or Twitter first, but point being, I saw it on social media. Um, and I just saw the highlight piece where he was speaking about, like, if you know the game of basketball, you watch Jokic play basketball, like, you know he's a good player. Your eye test is telling you he's a great player. You're going to watch some things that he can do that are crazy, and he makes everyone around him better. And guess what? The numbers back that up, okay? When you look at teams like Houston when um, James Harden was on that team, right? James Harden could do incredible things. The eye test told you he could get buckets, be kind of crazy buckets, right? This is before they turn the kick out into an offensive foul, so Harden's capitalizing and getting to the line a ton. But when you look at his numbers, he was not efficient. Their team was not a good defending team. Of course they're going to get bounced in the first round. The Lakers think that they had, like, think Lakers fans and Laker Nation in general thinks that they are just deserving to be in the finals because they're the Lakers and because they have LeBron and he's the greatest player of all time or the greatest player that continues to play, blah, blah, blah. But statistics, the the numbers will tell you that you need to be a top one through three, at least top five team to make it to the finals, which they are not, nor will they likely end up one. They're in 13th place right now, 12th place right now. So... They need to get to 10th to just get into the play-in tournament, at least. So, (laughs) also historically, over the last several seasons, I looked back at the last 10 years specifically, and then today, I deep-dove into the last 10 years over the last couple weeks, and then today I deep-dove just specifically into the last three years. Three years of playoff history. Last year... Uh, 2022, 2021, and then the 2020 season when the Lakers won in the bubble. Um, When you look at the last 10 years, typically teams that make it to the playoffs have top 10 offensive rating, defensive rating, net rating. Teams that make it to the NBA finals, teams that make it to the conference finals have a top 10 defense, top 10 offensive rating, and a top five net rating, meaning the difference between the offense they provide on the court and the defensive stops that they get on the court is top five. The Lakers in the bubble had exactly that. They were third in defensive rating with a 106.1 defensive rating. They were 11th, so barely outside of top 10 in offensive rating. Defensive rating matters more, especially in the playoffs. And in net rating, they were the fifth in net rating. So even applying to the Lakers bubble team, 
who is not the Lakers team that is on the court today, these statistics, these these numbers historically add up. And yet Lakers fans and all of NBA today want to tell me and tell all of Nuggets Nation that if the Lakers make it into the play-in tournament in the 10th seed and then they lose the second game, can you imagine that losing the second game to become the 8th seed, that in a 7-game series, which their team currently is 24th in net rating, 17th in defensive rating, and 20th in offensive rating, is going to beat the Denver Nuggets, who are currently third in net rating, 14th in defensive rating, and second in offensive rating. When historically those numbers, and statistically those teams who are better in offensive rating, defensive rating, and net rating, top five, top 10 in defensive rating, top 10 in offensive rating, and top five in net rating, are the teams that move on to the NBA Finals. That applies to that Golden State Warriors team that bounced the Nuggets in the first round. That applies to that Phoenix Suns team that bounced the Nuggets in the second round the year before that. And it applied to the Lakers in the bubble. Now, Lakers fans, I like I this I'm not correlating like Lakers fans with people who just don't believe in analytics, but I do have a lot of friends who are Lakers fans who also call me a nerd because I tell them to show up with the numbers to prove to me that this team is actually going to beat the Denver Nuggets in a seven-game series. When Nikola Jokic, who learns from every single matchup that he's ever played in and becomes better every single time he has to face an opponent, especially when he gets to do you know, seven games in a row against an opponent, that they're going to lose to the Lakers. Now, the thing that they say to me after this point, when I explain all of this to them, is that, well, we have no proof that the Nuggets have could beat the Lakers because in the last three seasons, they have not beat the Lakers in the playoffs. Okay? Well, last season, uh, let's remember, first off, the Lakers weren't even in the playoffs. So let's start there. Let's just start there. Right? In 2022, the NBA playoffs were between the finals between the third seed in the West and the second seed in the East. The fourth seed in both conferences, if you were the fourth seed, they you made it to the semifinals, conference semifinals. Fifth through eighth seed, all were bounced in the first round. Denver was a sixth seed at that point, so they were bounced in the first round, as historically, six seeds are. Fifth through eighth seeds are historically bounced in the first round. So it made sense that they would get bounced by a Golden State Warriors team who finished third in the West. Also, no Jamal Murray, no Nikola Jokic, no no Jamal Murray, no MPJ, excuse me. And Golden State goes on to eventually be the champs. You look at 2021, the Lakers are the seventh seed. Guess what? They got bounced in the first round. Four to two. Big surprise right? They got bounced by Phoenix, by the way, and Lakers fans will still tell you, even though they were bounced in the first round by this team, that they were better than Denver in this series. Because why? Well, because they took them to six games and Denver got swept. Even though Denver already had had 
first round series and made it to a second round. It makes no sense. Y'all make it make sense to me. It's frustrating. It's, it's disheartening to consistently have to argue this. Denver ends up going to the second round, um, loses to Phoenix in four. Phoenix goes on to play in the finals and lose to Milwaukee four to two. No Jamal Murray in this series. MPJ and AG are healthy, but again, this is a pretty young team. They've only had a little bit of experience. Their real playoff experience coming the year before in the bubble where they went to the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. So I'm having a hard time getting on board with this narrative that everybody wants to to talk about how the Lakers could still get into this play-in and then they are going to beat the Nuggets in a first-round series. I just want to say to Nuggets fans out there, if you're as disheartened as me, I get it. I'm here for you. Reach out. But if you if you need some, you know, a little bit of therapy because it is exhausting. It's exhausting to constantly feel like you're fighting the world. The good thing about it, I will say, is that the Nuggets don't seem to even hear the noise. They don't even seem to care about the noise. They are blocking it out. I know for a fact that they're not worried about um, too many teams in the West, and they also have respect for for other teams, which unlike other teams have for them, they walk in and they respect other teams. They know other teams are going to show up, and they never doubt, like, not even on a regular season game against the Clippers do they doubt that that Clippers team is going to show up to play. And guess what? Nuggets showed up to play too. They took it seriously, and they got the win. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. No That was an absolutely phenomenal game to be in the house to watch. Really, really fun. Um, There was a moment in the fourth quarter when I was like, Jokic needs to stop passing the ball. He needs to stop passing the ball because he was passing, hoping to get, you know, I'm assuming hoping to get his triple-double because he was one uh, assist away, but nobody could hit a shot. And then, man, in OT, you know a team is clutch when the only points the other team scores in overtime are from the free throw line. That's right. All four points that the Clippers scored in overtime against the Nuggets all came from whistles. The refs really kept them in that game, although the Nuggets also let them kind of get back in it in the second quarter. The Nuggets are the second best defense um, in clutch minutes. Um, They have the best net rating in clutch minutes. They're absolutely unstoppable. Nicola just turned it on, does what he does in clutch time, and didn't stop passing, stop passing, and finally actually just took it to them. It, their record improves to 28 and 4 at home. Nicola's record is 23 and 0 when he has a triple double. Actually, if, dating, dating back to last season, 28 and 0. They've won 28 straight when Nicola has a triple double, so dating back to last season. 
just an absolutely phenomenal team in the clutch. Another reason why this whole argument is like so disrespectful. But I digress. I don't. I want to move on. I'm just gonna let that be what it is because it's never gonna change. And I'm hoping that you know the Nuggets just come through for me and prove that they are the team that we all think they are on the court because that's the only way that people are gonna shut up. And I need them all to shut up. So Nuggets will have to shut them up for me, I guess. Um, over the last few games, uh, Aaron Gordon hasn't played. He played in this game against the Clippers, and he looked, he, I mean, he took a real bad dive at one point, so I definitely went into the locker room, kind of was chatting with him, seeing how he felt. He said he liked how physical that game was, and he likes how big and physical the Clippers are, uh, that that gets him excited to play, that he actually felt better after he fell. He, he felt like, I'm like, you have a screw loose if that made you feel better. But he, surprisingly, if you look at the Nuggets numbers over February, their last, I looked at February as a whole month, then, then um, their last 10 games, their last five games, uh, you can see that their defensive rating is dropping in the games where Aaron Gordon's not on the court. He has the number one defensive rating in the starting five and the number one defensive rating as a player um, that's played at least, I think, 40 games uh, with a, a 110.1 defensive rating. Nicola's right behind him with 110.8. No, excuse me. MPJ is right behind him with 110.5. Then KCP with 110.6. Then Nicola, 110.8. And Jamal, out of the starting lineup, finishes last at 112.1. That probably has to do with him also having to take more days off than anybody else has on that in this lineup. Net rating, Aaron Gordon also leads the starting five, and any players who have played 40 or more games with 13.8. Nicola's right behind him, 13.6. 12.1 for MPJ, 11.7 for KCP, and a 7.9 net rating for Jamal Murray. Offensive rating, the only guy in front of MP, in front of AG is Nikola Jokic, 24.4. Uh, then you have AG with a 123.9 uh offensive rating mpj follows him then kcp and then jamal so for all the haters out there a little message for you for every aaron gordon hater out there who doesn't necessarily get everything that he's doing coming from someone who bets on these games on the regular right aaron gordon impacts the game whether he is scoring or not. And I know a lot of people want to see him score and they want to see dunks, and that's what you know Aaron Gordon for, right? Dunk contest for sure. And he's phenomenal when he's getting those looks, but but he still impacts the game even when he's not getting those looks. And people have to really consider that because I don't think a lot of people remember that he – as I'm betting on the games, I'm betting his assists because he's phenomenal on his assists. He almost always hits his over on assists. Tonight in, against Houston, three and a half, over three and a half assists. I'm going to definitely take that for Aaron Gordon. He's always dishing the ball even if he's uh, not scoring. And that's why he has the best net rating on the team. So despite what people think, Aaron Gordon absolutely should have been an all-star. And he absolutely has been the second best player on this team. Um, 
him playing alongside Nikola Jokic is only a demonstration of another argument for why Nikola is an MVP this season. He's making MPJ, AG are having their most efficient seasons. Um, KCP playing like a champ, leading this team. Um, he's definitely the veteran that a lot of guys have mentioned. Like, no, you know, we listen to KCP. He's won a ring before. You listen to the guy who has rings in the room, right? So they're definitely um, leaning on KCP. A lot of respect for this team, despite what the national narrative it might say or what Laker fans might say. Uh, to finish out this episode, we're just going to talk about the next coming games that I think are important, um, must-win games. They play Houston tonight. For my must, my best bets for tonight's game, I already told you I'm taking Aaron Gordon's over on assists. It's at three and a half. It's pretty low. I like Alprin Shangun's over on rebounds, over eight and a half. KCP over ten and a half points, and Jabari Smith over thirteen and a half points. Um, you could also bet threes over on threes for MPJ or KCP or Jamal tonight is always a good look. Houston is one of the is the worst three point defending team in the league. Uh, so tonight, Houston should be an easy win. Is it a must-win? Definitely. You you consider those a must-win because they should be easy, right? Then they play Memphis at home. I think that's a game that you definitely want to win because Memphis won their last one when you were at their house. So you definitely want to win that one. I say that's a must-win on there. Then you have, and it, I categorize that as an actual tough game, right? They have three hard games in ahead of them to finish out the schedule. Um, or the, the month of March. Milwaukee, Philly at the end of the month, and Memphis, which is the next game on Friday. Those are the tough games. But in between Memphis and Milwaukee and Philly, they play Toronto, Chicago, the Spurs, Brooklyn, and the Wizards. So when you're looking at those teams and their standings uh, right now in the season, you're obviously not worried too much about uh, Brooklyn anymore because all of their their best guys have kind of left despite their standings kind of in the middle of the pack in the East. Toronto is at the, the ninth seed in the East. I don't think that you're worried about that. I feel like that's an easy game. Same thing with the Wizards. The Wizards have lost more games than they've won this season. You have a staff that you are really familiar with on the Wizards, so I think you probably win that one. The Spurs are in second to last place, only worst team in the league to Houston, would go to Houston. So I don't think you're worried about the Spurs game. Uh, the Bulls, obviously they're dealing with some injuries, so that makes them a team that you're a little bit less worried about or less stressed about. Milwaukee, Philly, and Memphis are the only real teams that, like, playoff contention teams, right? Teams that you're really um, fighting with. And then you have the Pelicans and Phoenix to close out the month. So those two are going to be tough too. I would say the last four games of the month are the tougher ones. Right now they're going to have a pretty easy stretch where they should be getting wins every single night with the toughest game coming up this Friday against Memphis. But other than that, it should be a little bit of a cakewalk for them. They should, I think they'll have... If they get that win against Memphis, then they will win their next seven games in a row. 
I don't think that that's crazy. I think that this is a perfect time for them to get a few wins. You do see the numbers drop off on the defensive end because Aaron Gordon's not out there. So obviously his health is going to be important. He did come back for the game against the Clippers last minute. I've never seen a guy going for probable to playing um, in the same day, but or he went from questionable to probable then to playing in that game against the Clippers. So I think that was a one-time thing. I think he'll probably rest tonight against Houston. If he doesn't, though, take the over on his assists. Um, and then hopefully they have a good stretch coming up. Keep the faith, Nuggets fans. And if you have gotten to this point in the podcast, I'd love and appreciate if you guys go ahead and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. Of course, we definitely want to get better on the pod and provide you guys with the type of content that you're looking for. And of course, as always, you can follow me and all the work that I do at Vida Viva Diva on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I put out a couple of really cool videos from All-Star Weekend and of course from the press conference after the Clippers game with Jamal talking about bones. So go check that out as well. And as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast. Coming to you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.